to another episode of I'm Chris the Down One Podcast, episode 73, how you living, I'm living swell, back and better than ever, hitting it up on Mondays, I'm going to start uploading new episodes every Monday, so stay tuned to this, stay tuned, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, and the first thing I want to talk about is people... People always put their best foot forward. You know, people always hatch these great schemes and great ideas. Don't necessarily think it all the way through from start to finish. But everyone has good intentions. But sometimes your good intentions turn out to be bad intentions. All right. And I'm going to be talking about two uh, situations. I'm going to be talking about um, an individual and a corporation. Let's start off with the corporation Microsoft ever since Phil Spencer has taken the realm of Microsoft as becoming the leader of Microsoft the voice the face of Microsoft Phil Phil Spencer has always had these best intentions for the company for the corporation all right and Phil Spencer has dabbled and mixed ingredients to try to um, get a one-up on Sony and Nintendo. And he has done a lot of, and said a lot of things, such as when he first took uh, the helm, he announced to the world that Sony and Nintendo wasn't their their uh, competition. And they're more towards PC as being their competition. He dabbled in trying to uh, establish better exclusives. I felt like Rise could have potentially been uh, a great exclusive. But if you try to compare it to the Marios, to the Uncharted's, uh, I don't think it holds a candle to those heavy hitters. But nevertheless, I felt like it was a solid uh, game that could have been a great, uh, exclusive for the uh, for the Xbox platform. All right, he tried Rise Son of Rome. He tried time exclusives as far as Titanfall, and some of these ex- these time exclusives, some of these exclusives were sort of like grandfathered in for uh, for Phil Spencer, and he tried to dabble that lane, and it just simply did not work. And then he talked about, like I just said, said earlier, that they're they're looking more towards at PC than being competition for Sony and Nintendo. Then he talk about he wants to tap into the billion gamers out there. You know, he wanted to tap into all gamers, not just Xbox gamers. Uh, a, a lot of people uh, held him to the fire on that, basically saying that he's abandoning the core Xbox hardcore elitist, which technically he sorta did. All right, a lot of these elitists that that uh, announced to the world that Microsoft is the end all and be all, the Xbox console is is better than any console out there, even though the sales do not indicate that, even though the reviews do not indicate that. Even though when it comes to games, uh, how many games, particularly multiplayer games, 
multiplat games, the majority of multiplat games sell better on a PlayStation console than the Xbox console. Even as far as global, globally, uh, it that didn't resonate. That didn't prove that Microsoft uh, was. There's more Xbox consoles in more countries than PlayStation. And to me, to be personally, to be truthfully honest, when you talk about the PlayStation brand, it's a huge name. Everyone around the world, when you say PlayStation, you're going to have the majority of the people that's going to click and say, oh, you're talking about the console, right? Uh, Same thing as Jordan's, same thing as Gucci. And, you know, let's just face facts. You know, Sony has been doing this for quite some time. So as the as the brand gets better and better and better, it gets more popular. Okay, it's, it becomes one of those hot top items. But nevertheless, Phil Spencer has dabbled into a lot of arenas with the best intentions, putting his best foot forward, but it just does not turn out the way he wants it to be. And let's go into well, let's just finish this uh, this topic. Um, I, I feel like Sony. We, I mean, I'm sorry. When, when, I feel like when you talk about Microsoft, they're st- stuck in a unique situation. All right. Uh, they have pr- pretty much abandoned uh, exclusive titles. Okay, and they have pretty much. Uh, stop talking about purchasing time exclusives. Now they do certain time exclusives. They do uh, they do certain type of sponsor. They do more sponsor exclusive uh, games than time exclusive games. And uh, Cyberpunk, you know, Cyberpunk. Even though it was going to be introduced to PC, uh, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, the Xbox One X, the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, they 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 hold the rights as far as advertising with Cyberpunk 2077, and that and if you've been checking out Cyberpunk reviews or you've been checking out the news and the end all and, and be all about Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk is <laughs> not a very popular game and is public enemy number one. When you talk about Halo Infinite, they had to suspend having Halo Infinite introduced this year and it won't be until late holiday season of next year and this was going to be uh, along they was going to premiere this this game alongside their new console and just with those two acquisitions alone plus uh, something that came totally left field I'm pretty sure they've been uh, working at the at working behind the scenes to make this uh, deal reality, which it was reality, then buying Bethesda, when you got that going on, that was a great deal for Microsoft, when you got all three of those components but when you talk about Bethesda the next Bethesda game is probably not going to be introduced until maybe uh, at best case scenario next year so you don't even get you don't even get the 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 glorification of this uh, deal, it, it, it doesn't start shining on your new console when the console is launched. 
The same thing goes for Halo Infinite. And now you got Cyberpunk 2077 issuing refunds, uh, getting bad reviews all over the board. Gamers are hating this game at an alarming rate. All right. And it's going to be some time for this game to ever get close to what it could have potentially became of. All right. So you got all these factors that Microsoft has lied in bed with as far as partnerships. And none of these uh, none of these partnerships is shining a, 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 a beautiful light on the Xbox Series X and S. Not to mention the S had some flaws in it as well. Not a lot of people were filling the Xbox Series S, and a lot of people are saying that, uh, and, and me included, the Xbox One X is better than the Xbox Series S, and that's sad because that console launched a couple of years ago, and the Xbox Series X just launched a couple of months ago, and it's not even head and shoulders better than the Xbox Series X, thus, uh, it, this was, was supposed to be the replacement for the Xbox Series X. The Xbox, I mean, the Xbox One X, okay? So the Xbox One X is uh, light years, I mean, is better than the Xbox Series S, okay? So now you got that uh, controversy going on. Then you got all of these other things that they was planting seeds in the ground, hoping for it to flourish and be a beautiful oak tree or fruit tree of some sort, a peach tree, whatever. And none of this came to fruition. Sort of like if you're a farmer and you're growing crops and your livelihood depends on uh, your expertise as far as growing your crops and then you wake up one morning and the, and the crop does not properly grow. And that's pretty much uh, where Mike, Microsoft is at, where Phil, Phil Spencer is at. Sometimes corporations have the best intentions, but sometimes they don't think it all the way through from start to finish. They sort of gamble, roll the dice, and sometimes it comes out to be snake eyes. And also, on top of that, this pandemic, you know, even though they knew years ago that, I mean, well, a year ago, that they was going to move forward and release the Xbox Series X and S, I felt like uh, they could have at least stole a couple of months as far as hardware sale go, uh, you know, because, you know, the PlayStation 5 was a hot commodity. It was highly demanded. It was highly covered in. And, you know, they just couldn't make them fast enough due to the COVID pandemic and due to uh, the, the resurgence of a lot of people out there trying to get their hands on a PlayStation 5. I felt like the first two months they could have at least uh, stole I, both months or one of these months as far as console sales. And that didn't turn out right. Despite the high demand for the PlayStation 5 and them not able to keep up with the demand, plus with the COVID issues affecting everyone, and, you know, it affects everyone, including Microsoft, they still couldn't get a W uh, for these next two months. Uh, I'm assuming, I already know this uh, last month was Sony's and uh, January is going to be Sony's as well. So you might as well put up a fork in it. It's done, folks. D-O-N-E. Done. So, to me, uh, they had a excellent window 
And like I said, sometimes corporations have the best intentions. And you can't blame Microsoft. You can't blame Phil Spencer for the COVID issues. You can't blame them for Cyberpunk being released at the state that it was released. You can kind of uh, blame them for the Halo Infinite. I mean, they knew before anyone else knew what it was going to premiere, what it was going to look like. It looked fine and dandy to them, but when it comes to the gamers out there with these with these high end consoles and with and the, and waiting on the next gen consoles, it, it it just wasn't hitting right. And now there's word uh, last week that they're uh, totally abandoning the ideal for allowing Halo Infinite to be playable on the Xbox uh, uh, the Xbox One, the OG Xbox One, the Xbox Sad, the Xbox One X. So it's not even going to launch with those older generation consoles because they're saying that, look, uh, the reason why Halo Infinite looks the way it looks because uh, the last year hardware it's not gonna meet. It's not. It's not going to help this game. Not one iota. And we're gonna have to scale it back if you want it playable on the older consoles. Okay. So you can kind of blame them on the Halo Infinite. Well, yeah. Let's blame. Kind of blame them. But when it comes to Bethesda deal, you knew. Uh, t- you knew when you were scheming behind the scenes as far as buying this a uh, corporation what there was going to have uh for the consoles and you knew it was going to be like a year to a, a year or two away and that's one of the reasons why you got Bethesda and and even though I felt like it's a great move I still feel like that they, they overspent and they overpaid for Bethesda and then uh the game that's going to be exclusive that Bethesda is making It's going to be a time exclusive for the PlayStation 5. So the corporation that you bought is still making time exclusive games for the PlayStation 5. How that's helping your Xbox Series X or S, I don't know. And then you had a lot of people talking about, well, all these games are going to be exclusive, console exclusive. Uh, uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 owners are not going to reap the rewards or the benefits of their new shiny toy, their acquisition. And now you got word that, uh, let's pause on that theory. Uh, yeah, it's going to, a lot of these games are going to be available for the PlayStation, for the PlayStation consoles, as well as PC, as well as the Xbox consoles. Okay. Which, you know, you're talking about potentially a lot of money that you're leaving on the table just to cut your nose to spite your face if you're trying to make these games only exclusive to the Xbox console, all right? The PlayStation 5, when it comes to console sale, I feel like there's going to be more PlayStation 5s and more households than the Xbox Series X, the S combined, okay? It's going to be more households that's going to have PlayStation 5s then the Xbox Series X, the S, and even the Xbox One X combined. Did I say X and S? Series X and S. So that's a lot of households that you're going to abandon. Because you want to try to recoup as much of this money as you possibly can. All right? So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm not saying it's doom and gloom for Microsoft. 
But what I am saying is sometimes corporations, sometimes personalities have the best intentions, but they don't think it all the way through from start to finish. That's one example. Let's move on to the next example. Sometimes an individual have the best intentions, but they don't think it all the way through. And this individual we're talking about is James Harden. James Harden was signed to the Houston Rockets many moons ago. And the the Houston Rockets organization saw what uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder didn't see. The Houston Rockets gambled on James Harden saying he has a unique type of talent, a unique type of style. We're going to gamble on him and we're going to we're going to get him a, a coaching staff. We're going to get him players. James Harden has had everything since his tenure with the Houston Rockets, the sun, the moon, the stars. He had a Hall of Fame coach. Um, he had a Hall of Fame coach. He had a Hall of Fame point guard. He had a top 10 center. He also had one of his best friends traded to his team. The man had has pretty much constructed that roster the way he wanted. Pretty much playing the James Harden show type of offense. He had everything under the sun, moon, and stars. Even dictated uh, travel plans. Uh, them staying a couple of days, a couple of, well, a couple of nights at a certain location. This man had all types of power in the Houston Rockets organization. And they gave it to him. No matter what they was going to lose, they lost draft picks, future draft picks. They have lost uh, players that they just signed and they had to let them go because they just could not work well with James Harden. And now when all when it's all said and done now, you know what James Harden is thinking about now? You know, I don't see how we're going to win a championship over here in Houston with a new GM and a new head coach that they, and when you talk about these two individuals, they don't coincide in my, in the belief of still letting me run the franchise. This is the classic example is, this is the classic example of when you give a, a spoiled kid everything, what he or she wants, and they don't even appreciate it. That's the same thing what's going on with James Harden. James Harden is demanding to be traded to a contender. At first, he wanted to be he wanted to be traded to the Brooklyn Nets, which I did not see that happening. The Brooklyn Nets, if that was going to happen, they're going to have to give up their core roster. They're going to have to give up their somewhat of their future for having James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. I did not see that happening. Just didn't. There was one point where there was trade rumors about him going to the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons for James Harden. But it was a little bit too rich for the Philadelphia 76ers blood. So they said, you good, but you're not that good. Then there was reports that James Harden was going to be traded to... The Boston Celtics. 
Jason Tatum. So, uh, I one of those two superstars for the Boston Celtics. Danny Ames said, "Nah, I'm just gonna keep Jalen Brown. Nah, I'm just gonna keep what I got." But you know, these guys are young, and who knows? Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but we might have a possibility of winning a championship, of winning a title. Too rich for our blood. And now James Harden is in limbo land. And I feel like, I still feel like he's going to be traded. And on my YouTube channel, I talked about how I really don't see uh, a trade scenario of James Harden this year, maybe at the end of this basketball season, around free agency. They may explore uh, something of a trade. But I feel like even though the, the Rockets organization has all the leverage what's good is having all that leverage when you got a uh, when you got a player on your roster that is descent that is destroying any type of chemistry or any type of balance to your players on your roster look I, john wall is not the end all and be all okay boogie cousins is not the answer but i feel like john wall Boogie Cousins and what they already have on their roster. They may not win titles, but I feel like they're going to fight each and every night. Okay. You're going to, you're going to get the same record with just those two guys, as well as having James Harden and those two guys, the Houston Rockets in recent years, they were not good enough to win a title or advance in the postseason, but they wasn't they wasn't bad enough to get uh, in uh, the lottery for the draft. They were sort of like in between. This year, they're not nowhere near good as far as contending for a title. But they they almost bad enough to get in the lottery. And I feel like that's what the Rockets are betting and banking on that they get into the lottery and they can get their future. They can start all over again. And they feel like we need to trade James Harden so we can get some of those picks back because they don't have any picks. So you need to trade James Harden to a team that can get you some picks. And I said on my YouTube channel, and I think I said it here on my podcast, I feel like there's two places I feel like James Harden could go to. Uh, Let's, one place, the obvious. Everyone's still talking about the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors are trying to contend. If you look at what they've been doing, and even though I even stated this on my YouTube channel, look, you can't go by win and loss records in the regular season of the NBA because the regular season is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You can't determine whose head and shoulder is the better team in the in, in the NBA by looking at their win-loss record. Okay? So, but, he, but nevertheless, if you look at the Golden State's record, they're desperate. They're desperate. Okay? Steph Curry is not enough. Okay? Clay Thompson is going to be out this year. Draymond Green had, is injured. And even with Steph and Draymond Green, that's still not enough 
Um, not to mention what else, the rest of what they have on their roster. I feel like uh, the Golden State Warriors are desperate enough to... They probably would explore the possibility of trading their draft pick that they just drafted this year. as Or have a situation where they send multiple draft picks to the Houston Rockets. Because that's what the Houston Rockets really want. Okay? And they can possibly get James Harden. Possibly get James Harden. Another destination that I've been talking about and I've stated it on my YouTube channel. I'm not too sure I'd stated it on this podcast. That there's a possibility in the room that the Toronto Raptors may covenant James Harden. Now, they're not going to give up any of their core players, but they will give up draft picks. That still looks good for the Houston Rockets. I feel like both, but the Toronto Raptors are not in a position where they're desperate enough to add draft picks and maybe a player or two. They'll kick the tires around for some draft picks, but for the players that they have on their uh, team, nah, fam, nah. Mm -mm. The Houston Rockets are going to wait this thing out, but it's a time limit. I feel like the Houston Rockets, uh, if they're trying to see who's desperate, it will be this season, this basketball calendar season. If the Clippers spiral, if the Lakers spiral, if the Golden State Warriors continue to spiral, those are three destinations uh, where they'll be desperate enough to trade what they have on their team as well as their future. I think they want players and draft picks. If you, if the Houston Rockets is searching for desperate, but now if the Houston Rockets wait until the end of this basketball season, then they're going to have to hope and see. Well, maybe Toronto, or Toronto, are you still interested in James Harden? You still got that offer for those future draft picks? Yeah, we'll we'll take them. So. Even though the Rockets have all the leverage in the world, they have more leverage on James Harden than James Harden has on the Houston Rockets because he has two years remaining on that deal, by the way. They're, they're also on a time limit. If, 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 if they're trying to trade James Harden uh, from a desperate stance to a team that's desperate to get something, then... That's the only way uh, they, they have to trade him this year. You just can't wait until the end of this basketball season because then you lose all the leverage when it comes to trading him to another team. You still have leverage on James Harden, but you just you just don't have enough leverage on other teams because now other teams are going to be looking at you as being desperate. So sometimes people have the best intentions but they just don't think it all the way through from start to finish. And those are two examples. When you talk about daily life, a friend of mine was saying he was going to chill out on caffeine. And I'm good with that. If you want to, you know, stop drinking drinks and he's, and he's, well, he basically said, I'm just going to drink in my, uh, moderation. 
Say cool. So he got these smaller six-pack Coke cans. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen them. They're smaller from the standard Coke cans. It has half of the content in the smaller ones versus the regular cans. And I said, that's good. But I saw him kick back two of them, two small cans. And I looked at him, I said, that's the same equivalent of drinking one of those cocaines. You do know that, right? So you're really not in moderation. You just, instead of opening up one regular can, you just open up two smaller cans. They're, they're the same thing. Uh, there's this lady I used to work with, and she could guzzle down a two-liter Coke. So she said, you know what? I'm just going to get a one-liter Coke. I'm like, uh, that's still too much Coke. Two-liter, one-liter is still too much Coke for you. Too much Coke. You're going to have diabetes of... Uh, your whole insides is going to erode if you continue to drink one liter Cokes every single day. Okay. If you have a one liter Coke and if you drink it in a three or four day span, I don't think it's good for your body, but it's not that bad than drinking a one liter Coke every day. But when you think about it, folks, when you think about it, fam, the people out there, Everyone goes to a gas station, right? And you get these big old drinks with ice in them. And you you get it at the gas pump and you probably uh some people can drink that in a day's t- in a day's time. Uh, other people can drink it in in little as 10 minutes. Okay? I I've, I've had one of those. You know, every once in a while I'll drink one of those. But I have seen people with that. Okay, there's like a there's like a medium. There's no more small no more. Nobody uses small cups. There's a medium, a large, an extra large, and for a couple of dollars more, you get a refill uh, chug. Okay, and um, you buy it, and every time you go to the gas station, you can. Uh, you, you get free refills or you get a certain percentage percentage off on your refill okay it'll be cheaper to buy this and refill it than getting an extra large every time you go to the gas station now you know people are going to uh you know people are going to utilize that to the fullest okay but once again we all have these best intentions. We think they're best intentions, but we don't really think it all the way through. Sometimes we throw competition. Competition. Sometimes we throw common sense out the window because we're running through our minds and go, yeah, that's a good idea. Instead of getting a six-pack donuts, I'll just get two three-pack donuts. Eat them in moderation. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll just, you know, buy the smaller Coke cans instead of buying the regular Coke cans. But I'm going to open up two of those small ones instead of opening up one regular one. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's what, that's what, that's... I had to just throw that out there. Sometimes we have the best intentions. 
but sometimes we don't think it all the way through from start to finish. Sometimes we don't put common sense into it. Sometimes we don't put thought and perspective into it. Sometimes if we hear it, we think it's a great idea. Why not? Anywho, I'm done. Uh, it's your boy. I'm Chris the Dom One. Uh, I'm probably going to re-air this on my YouTube channel. I have several YouTube channels. Uh, I have Chris the Dom One. That's my official YouTube channel. Then I have Chris the Dom. That's my gaming channel. Okay. And then I have... Uh, am I, I forgot the name of my other channel. Isn't that crazy? How you can think... Uh, my opinion, I think it's my opinion. So, uh, I got that one as well as my IG, the real Chris the Dom one. So, holler at me there. Uh, you can also holler at me on TikTok, the real Chris the Dom one. So, I'm everywhere and everywhere. It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm up out of here. Outro, fam. Outro. See y'all next Monday. <laughs>